Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of I Love That For You. We are tuning in at the close of the first week of 2023. And one thing I have to say is 2023 already, it started out with a bang. I'm very excited to report back this week about the amazing retreat that I ended up doing It was honestly such a unique and amazing experience that I can barely even describe some of the parts and emotions that I went through when I did this retreat. Like it it was honestly insane. But I really do have to say that this year I'm really trying to bring in softness. And that was one of the things that I focused on during the retreat was emphasizing the energy that I wanted to carry with me. And the two words that I set as my intention for my time there were softness and ease. And I was trying to release or let go of the tension and embrace my connectiveness and my presence in that moment. So it was really cool. I actually felt like I got some peace and some clarity from that retreat. And I will forever start the new year in that type of energy because I honestly do not enjoy the full like party vibe of New Year's. I feel like I've had really bad New Year's Eve experiences. Like um, one year I drank way too much before I even got out. And that was because um, no one called the FBI, but I went out uh, before I turned 21 and it was my first New Year's Eve going out on the town. So I was super duper excited, a little too excited. And, um, homegirl, homegirl didn't make it to midnight. Homegirl was puking before midnight happened. And yeah, it was one of the most embarrassing nights I will say, and not a great way to start the year. And it's funny because I had like this urban or like not urban myth, but like this little superstition that whoever you kiss at midnight on New Year's is who you're bringing, like you're going to stay with them for that full year. And that was the year that I didn't kiss my boyfriend. Like I literally puked before midnight. So we did not kiss and we broke up that year. So (laughs) Maybe it's true. Maybe it's false. Maybe like, you know, maybe it just wasn't meant to be, but that's kind of what happened. And then another one that was kind of shitty was a couple of years ago, I went out in the old port again and I ended up getting my hair pulled by this little boy in the old port, which if you're from Portland, you know what the old port is. But a guy literally was standing behind me in line to get uh, tater tots because they were the only place open. Normally, we would go to Elevation Burger, but which is a really good burger place. 
because I got kicked out of Five Guys on my birthday. That's a whole other story, but I don't go to Five Guys anymore because, no, you do not kick me out on my birthday just because I had to go pee. Mm-mm. Nope. And there will be no further explanation of that story. But anyway, I don't go to Five Guys anymore. So we were standing in line for tater tots, and this man has the nerve to pull my hair and say, see, I knew it was a wig. And I was so angry. I could not even like function in that moment because I couldn't even believe that this happened to me. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? I am in a fucking dream. I had no, or not even a dream, a nightmare. Cause like who pulls a random person's hair in line, but that's what you get. Those are the characters that are around on New Year's Eve. So yeah, just not good situations going out and drinking on New Year's Eve. So I've kind of here for the chill, positive vibes, just good energy that doing those types of retreats give me. So like I did a sound bath going into 2023. It was so peaceful, so amazing. We also did some reflection journaling and the reflection journaling, I really have to say, I had a lot of big breakthroughs I felt during that period of time during the retreat. I felt like um, earlier in the night we had done some contrast therapy, so ice bath and then sauna with it. And in the ice bath, I feel like I truly conquered something for myself because I've wanted to do an ice bath for so long. I sometimes would do like cold showers, but everyone used to be like, it's the summer. You're doing a cold shower because, uh, you like, it's too hot out and it's Texas. And I was like, no, like I hate being cold. I am such a baby. Like at work, I make them change the thermostat. It needs to be above like 70. I can't live below 70. Like I am such a frigid human. Anyone who knows me knows my hands and my feet are always frozen cold. I need to be warmed up. I like, that's just how I am. So for me to do something cold is taking a lot out of me and takes a lot of energy. Like I hate walking outside when it's even below 50. That's why I live in the South. I couldn't survive in Maine. But anyway, so when I was in the ice bath, I had to use the skills that I'd kind of read about of controlling your breath. And I just, when I was in there to my, like saying to myself, I was like, wow, this is, this isn't as bad. Like I can do hard things. I can get through hard things. I can control my breath. I can control my outcome in this situation. Like I wasn't going to be in this ice bath forever. I knew that if I breathed through it, I could get to the end. And once we got to the end of the like sitting in the ice bath and the guy told us to get out, um, 
I still was like standing in it because I was like, oh, shoot, like I'm done already. Like I feel like I could do it for so much longer, which I was honestly shocked that I was able to say that and feel that. And it was actually really awesome because after we got out, my mom really wanted to do it again. She wanted to dunk in further. And I was like, okay, word, like you're not going to go do that alone. I'll go do it with you. So we went in again and we went in even deeper than we did before. And it was just really cool to know that it's just such a confidence booster in life. And um, you need those types of experiences to be able to prove to yourself that you can get through the hardship. And whether it's an ice bath or whether it's a different change in your life, being able to see that you can get through it and stay strong and complete the task at hand, build so much confidence within you. And going into our reflection journaling, I felt like it just broke me open. So being completely transparent with you guys, as I usually am, I'm going to read to you an excerpt of my journaling that night. So here goes nothing. I am grateful for the person I am in this moment. I am grateful for the girl that grew through experiences that took away from her power. I needed to grow through the pain, grow through the mindset of someone who never found herself worthy of authentic love. The girl who thought worthiness was something to be gained from others. The girl who let imperfections and insecurities rule her path. I thank her for bringing me to this moment, but I release her. I love her, and I release her. She has served her purpose. She has passed the torch. I welcome a woman who trusts in herself, the process, the imperfections. I am created in the divine image. I am created with grace and beauty. Through softness and ease, I manifest the pure and unconditional love. I embrace all sides of who I am in this life, of who I cultivate. I am love. I am divine. I am protected. I am healing. I am softening. I forgive you. I accept you. I embrace you with love. have to say that is one of my favorite things I've ever written and it came from a part of me that I don't ooh just blew off with the fan but it came from a part of me that I feel I need to forgive and I need to let go of because going into this year I'm trying to reinvent old mottos or not mottos, but old ways of doing things that I'm used to. And I'm trying to embrace the new, invite in a different side of myself. And I only, it's not to say that like I'm scrapping and starting new. I believe this person has been building in me for the last, I don't know, like three years 
I feel like it's just been taking out the old and like slowly just like, I don't know, this sounds so aggressive, but killing off parts of me that don't serve me. And the more I get to the core of the person who I'm trying to be in this life, the more I'm embracing what comes natural, what comes without me trying. That's the podcast for me. That's me doing things that make me feel good, that light me up, that excite me. And I don't want to stop that. And does that mean I believe that I'm living a perfect life and I do everything correctly and I am the pillar of like standing in this world? No. I make mistakes all the time. I am very imperfect, but it's accepting that part of me. I can't please absolutely everybody. And there are things that I'm going to do wrong and there are things that I'm going to fudge up. So grace is such a big thing for me at this point in time and giving that to myself and hoping others can extend that towards me to know that I'm not perfect and I want to accept critique or criticism in the best possible way, but I'm not going to carry that, that I don't feel belongs. So yeah, I'm just happy I could share that little excerpt with you guys. And I really do believe that 2023 is just giving me really good vibes. And I really hope everyone else is just having such a good start to the year and we're optimistic and we're loving and we're just embracing life and what it's going to bring us this year. So without further ado, we're going to get into our little episode. This might be a little bit of a short one, but we'll see where it takes us. Uh, We're going to be talking about investing and this We're doing a whole series on investing, I should say. And the first one that we're going to really dive into is the money aspect of things. And I know that can be kind of a difficult topic. It's so funny that I'm actually talking about this today because I was just having a conversation with one of my friends about finances. And the resounding theme that I truly feel in my heart and I listen to a lot of random stuff from people who are relatively well off and do really big things in the world. Like I listen to the podcasts, I listen to clips of them talking, and I don't like to prescribe to just one train of thought. I think it's really important when you're analyzing different situations to hear all that everyone has to say, but that doesn't mean you need to follow it to a T. I think, for instance, you can take your parents. There are certain things that your parents do in life that you're going to want to emulate. Whether that's the way they decorated the holidays or 
You might want to steal recipes from your mom or I don't know, the way your dad grills or whatever. But in terms of money and finances, you probably saw stuff growing up where you took a mental note of, yes, this is something I really want to bring into my life when I get older. And no, I I think I'll pass on that one. I don't think I want to carry that through. And I think as we're getting older, you're so prone to hearing everyone have a commentary for how you should spend your money, what you should do with it, what's important, what's not important. And personally, I'm here to say my opinion on it is take what hits, take what feels right, and run with that because you're young. Or if you're listening to this and you're the same age as me or around the same age as me, you are young, my guy. You are so young and you have your whole life ahead of you. And if there's one thing I've learned is while you're young, make mistakes. Do the risky thing. Do the thing that is going to bring you the most amount of joy. I mean, all there's always like levels and limits to what I'm saying. Don't take this as like, sell your whole like life and move to Bali or maybe do if that's like for you. I don't know you. Maybe I do, but all I'm saying is I feel like if you're going to do something, you're going to do it now as a single individual, young, and you're not going to learn this stuff you need to learn if you don't make the mistake on your own. And maybe I'm a bullheaded idiot for being that way, but I've just never been the type that you can tell me to do something and like unsolicited advice, like tell me to do something. And I am feeling moving in a different path. Like I'm just not probably going to listen. I'm going to have to learn that lesson on my own if it's something I truly feel is something I want in life or something I want to do in life. And I think parents have a hard time of figuring out when is the right time to back off and let you make your own mistakes. Because obviously your parents never want to see you be a failure or never want anything to go badly for you in life. But like that's life. Shit happens and you the part of life that is the most important is how you figure it out from there. And I feel finances is one of those big things that we are all having to figure out once we get older. Because in school, you do not learn how to manage finances. Like there's stuff that I've learned in the last uh, few months or even the last couple of years that I wish I would have learned in school. I wish someone had talked to me about the S&P 500 and all like the process of how stocks work and high yield savings accounts. And like, these are things that I feel like should be innate, but it's all a part of the class structure, I would say in the U.S., a lot of families who have known about these things set up certain funds and set up certain accounts for their children. And 
they benefit from this knowledge, but it's not why it is widely available in the sense that now we have Google, but if you don't know what to Google, then you're at a loss because there's an answer to every question in 10,000 ways. And I am the biggest proponent of the fact that Google is answering you in the way that you want to be answered. Like there was a whole movie about it on Netflix. I'm pretty sure it's like the social dilemma or something. I can't remember the title of it completely, but it there's a movie, look it up. And that's kind of how the internet is structured. We're seeing information that makes us happy. So we keep looking for more and keep using the services. They want us to be happy. So if Google thinks you're trying to know a certain answer based on the demographics of your account, because they track that, they track who we are, what we buy, like they know way too much about us. It's honestly insane. It's a little scary, but you know, that's just how it is now. And they will show you what you want to see. So finding the right information is dependent on the way you Google and what type of question you're asking. I swear that's what we learn in grad school programs. Like that's a part of being uh, a doctor, being someone who's getting a high level of education. You even learn it in undergrad in um, a lower form. The validity of what you're searching and where your information comes from is really important. And not to say that the information you're receiving from my podcast right now is 100% what you should do. But all I'm saying is if you're not even looking into what you should do, then you're not even playing the game. So it's really important to understand first and foremost when you're looking into your finances and listening to your parents or listening to people who are advising you, friends, whatever, understand first and foremost, what are your goals with your money? What are you trying to manifest? What are you trying to see? Like, are you saving up for a car? Are you saving up for a house? Are you trying to move to a different apartment building? Are you trying to get a dog? Like all things that need to be factored into life. And I feel like a lot of us, because we've grown up, we all have like debit cards or credit cards. It's just swipe to swipe to swipe. Now your phone can tap for you. And it's a beautiful system. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But it also makes it so easy to spend money and not understand where your money's going or what you're spending it on. So understand what your intentions are for your budget. You, I'm not even saying develop a full budget, but just write down a list of 10 ways you want your money to work for you. What? So our goal in the beginning when we're starting to look at our money and starting to look at what we're trying to do with it is understand what intention we're setting with that. Because when you're setting an intention on where your money's going, that's what you're bringing in and you're asking the universe to bring to you. Understand where you're flowing because money is 
currency. And currency is an exchange of energy. And when we don't have an understanding of everywhere it's going and what we're trying to do with it, we're not attracting the right energy into your li- into our lives. If you're trying to save for a house, but every weekend you're dropping $500 at the club, uh, my guy, that, that's not a really good first step to saving towards that dream house that you're trying to manifest. If you got the cash to do it, go ahead. Like, that's none of my business. But make what you're doing attract what you actually want. And that's why after you initially set your intentions, go through your online banking apps. Take note of all the expenses. Place them in categories. Figure out what is truly going in and out. You'd be surprised to find what you're spending money on that you didn't even realize you were. When you're able to see what you're spending all out on paper, you can better organize a strategy on how to make it reflect your intentions. Maybe there's stuff you're trying to trim out. Maybe there's stuff you're trying to enhance. Either way, it's important to understand that my budget is not going to look like your budget. What I'm prioritizing isn't going to necessarily look like what you have on your paper. And that's okay because we're all at different phases of life and we're all focusing on different things. Some people are preparing for kids, preparing for marriage, preparing for the future in that sense in starting a family. I'm not at this point in time. I'm preparing for life as a single individual thus far. So my finances look completely different than someone who has to prioritize those other things. Am I preparing for the future? Yes, but not in a way that some other people might be. So once you take accountability for what's going in and out, you can look at, take a hard look at what's going on and make decisions from that standpoint instead of one of, oh, well, the bills just go out, the money comes in, I don't know what's going on, it's just going on on my apps and I don't even care. Because when you're not present in your finances, how are you going to grow them? How are you going to make them work for you if you have no idea what's going on? And that's when you look at your list that you've created. Is there something you no longer use? Is there excess that you can break down? After taking account for what needs to be refined, it's important to look at what we're investing in. And that can be in terms of actual financial investments, whether you have a 401k through your work, you're investing in a Roth IRA, you have stock accounts, you have bonds accounts, all those different things. And a part of me wanted to get into all of that stuff. But I really thought to myself, I'm not a financial expert. There's so many financial podcasts and people who are more equipped 
to talk to you about different financial decisions. That's not me. I've done my own research. I'm personally very interested in high yield savings so I can make sure even money that I'm putting into savings is multiplying for me. And also I'm starting the process of investment. But I, as I said, I'm not an expert. I'm just trying things out because now is the time for me to experience and experiment in this field. If I don't try now, then I'm not going to put myself in the best financial advantage because now's the time where I don't have any serious, serious responsibilities in terms of kids, a husband, people who are relying on me to be a provider for them. I don't have that right now. So it's important that I try different things out. So I've done research into those things and thought that they were good options for me. And I really hope that after this episode, you take advantage of looking into different things. I'm going to be tagging some books or not tagging, but in the section of the description for this episode, I'll be putting in some books and some podcast episodes and just some general information on financial literature that I've found in different areas because it's important that you take a listen or read whatever you find out there that suits what you're trying to manifest, but I'm just trying to give some further resources that can lead you in a good direction or led me to my process through this. But whether investment is financial or it's in things that we personally value like mental health or even getting your hair, nails, like getting your skin taken care of, because these are all big things and worthy investments because some of these things make you feel good and help you get through the day to day. I know I see so many people that struggle with such intense stress and worry and their body aches because of all the stress that they're under. And it's important to make sure in life you're valuing yourself. Before you're trying to pour into other people, you need to pour into you. And In terms of money, it comes and goes. You hear stories all the time about people who are on top of the world and then all of a sudden they lose their job or they have to take a pay cut and their lifestyle that they were living no longer fits the budget that they have. And stuff like that happens and life is meant to have ebb and flow, ups and downs and ways that can teach you different things about the person that you are. But in my personal opinion, it's so much more important to know what core activities, core habits bring you a lot of joy and contentment and 
allow you to be the best person you can because in all honestly all honesty I believe that's where you attract the best life for yourself and you attract your best outcomes when you're able to live out a life that you're proud of at the end of the day I feel as though everyone has regrets in life about oh, if I would have known this at 25, I would have done X, Y, Z, or oh, if this deal had gone this way, I would have not taken it, and yada, yada, on and on. Everyone has regrets about things, but if you can believe in divine timing and divine redirection of what's supposed to teach you certain things and A lot of people I've heard that have regret about things they did in their early 20s, they're completely successful individuals now in life. And wouldn't you rather fail young than fail old? I mean, personally, I would. I'd rather know that I spent my 20s invested in developing the person I am and exploring new ventures and putting myself out there than sitting at home and making sure that my savings account is piled high. At this point in time, I'd rather be living to the fullest if I can in the most responsible way possible. I would rather be putting my money in a place that I know will help me feel peaceful and happy. Cause sometimes the stress that is like the stress that is around money is so toxic. And when you grow up in an environment that's so there's such stress and anxiety around the topic of money, it's so dirty And it makes you just feel nauseous and upset all the time, worrisome. And that's never, I personally don't think that's ever a way to live your life. If you constantly live in fear of everything falling out from the bottom of you, you're not even living in the present and the present could be great. The present could be amazing. The present could be something that a lot of other people manifest and want to live like that, but you're too busy worrying about if you're going to lose it all. And don't get me wrong, stress. there's a healthy dose of stress and anxiety. There's a balance to everything in life. But I think when you're leaning too hard in the direction of this could all fall apart at any second and I need to be saving for... Armageddon. And I mean, right now, currently there's talks about a recession. And at this point, what I think my generation has lived through two recessions. And if there's one thing I've learned about living through recessions is it gets bad and then it gets good again. Things go down but they must come up. 
And I feel like a lot of news and a lot of information that's put out there is very scare tactic related. They're trying to scare us into believing that this is the end of the world. And because that's what's driving up clicks and that's what's driving up views on certain news programs. And it's sad because people legitimately watch and consume that material every day. And if I am not the biggest proponent of what you watch and view and are taking into your ears and into your brain is what is fueling how you function throughout your life. And when you're constantly in fear of things falling out beneath you and there's shootings every day and the world is horrible and it's a terrible place and things keep getting bad and they leave you with one freaking happy story after giving you 10 billion negative ones. What are you supposed to think about the world? You're supposed to be scared. You're fearful of people around you. You're fearful that you're going to lose your money at any second and everything's a freaking disaster. And granted, I think it's important to understand what is going on in the world and have a general knowledge and view of life. But I also think it's more important that you spend time living in the community you exist in and taking in that positivity and that interaction and valuing it just as much as what somebody on your TV is trying to tell you. Long story long, we are all here learning different lessons about who we are and what we're trying to do. And everyone's experience looks different. So when we're investing our money and spending it, my a person who started out in the employment force exact same time as me, one of my friends, our expenses look completely different. We have different living situations, different things we're prioritizing at this point in time, and different ways our money is going to work for us. So when we take advice and only take or take other people's word and feelings and thoughts above our own, we're not connecting to what is truly meant for us. And I'm not saying don't take other people's advice. It's so important to ask questions and understand other people's train of thought. But that's why the first step in my whole process of trying to look at my finances was understanding what my intention is. Because you can take other people's advice, but if you don't know what is ringing true for you before you go talk to Joe Schmo and Zoe, you're not going to know what, <laughs> and I'm not trying to rhyme here, I promise, but I am. You're not going to understand what you're trying to get out of the situation that works best for yourself because how my parents lived worked for them and will continue to involve and work for them on a different level then it will work for me. We live in completely different states. We have completely different jobs. 
we're not having the same experience. I have a completely different, even starting out, both of my parents started out in lower positions and built themselves up through whether my dad did on his own being self-employed or my mom did in the company that she worked in. They had different paths than I have. I went to school. I got my doctorate. I started out in a different sector of employment altogether. The medical field is a very interesting business to start out in. It's a lot different than corporate America. So when you hear people talking about the job prospects and everything going on with how you should function and talk to your employer, it doesn't always work the same because you're not going to negotiate a job in tech the same way you're going to negotiate a job working for a clinic. It just doesn't work the exact same. You're not dealing with a lot of times in chiropractic, personally, we're dealing with small businesses where they don't know if they can even bring on another person. And then you have companies like Google who they can afford to shell out all the money they have. They can, You can play with your salary. You can do all the things because you're dealing with a much bigger brand and they have the capital to back it up. So how you maneuver within whatever business you're in, how you maneuver whatever your financial situation is in this world is going to look drastically different based on your own personal circumstances. So when you're receiving advice or information about things you should do and what positions you should take on things, make sure you check in with you first sit tight with yourself and understand what process you're trying to go through in this life. What do you want the next five years to look like for yourself? And that's why this is such a good thing to bring in at the beginning of the year. Assess what you spent last year. Assess what you were trying to do and what What were some great things that you bought that you absolutely love? What were some things that you were like, yeah, that probably wasn't the best decision for me. Maybe let's cut that out this year and reallocate that money to something better, something that more aligns with who I am. And everything just comes back to understanding who you are and what you're trying to do. Intention is like everything. It's the end-all, be-all, I believe, because once you understand what you're going for, you can attract that, you can manifest that, you can magnetize that to yourself. But when you're free-flowing and don't understand what power you're giving away by just spending your money willy-nilly, it's just not the vibe, my friends. It is not the vibe to not know. And... By all means, do not believe that I have this all figured out, or not by all means, but you understand. Do not believe I have this all figured out. This is not, this is not all figured out. I'm working through this in real time, 
with you. I just thought that it was important to share things that I've learned in my thought process. And as always, my intentions change with the years. And I'm kind of recognizing that in my spending habits. Years ago, on a Friday night, I would drop $30 on the Uber to get wherever. Granted, I was probably splitting that with somebody. But dropping $30 on the Uber, dropping, I don't know, maybe $30 at the bar because you end up buying shots. Maybe even $50, honestly. Ooh, I used to spend monies when I was out. Because you get some free drinks, but honestly, every school that I went to wasn't a huge buy girls drink area. It was like broke, broke college students, so no one's buying drinks. It was an odd night when you got drinks bought for you in Daytona Beach. But anyway, <laughs> you... You buy your drinks, that's the money spent, and then the next morning, you're too hungover to cook. So, one, actually, you probably got pizza the night before, or in my case, a lot of times I got um, the Grand Slim breakfast at Waffle House, or maybe that's Danny's Grand Slim. I'm pretty sure, no, I'm pretty sure Waffle House has a Grand Slim. It was like eggs, hash browns, some, some. Um, but yeah, so you get your breakfast and then the next morning you're going out to a little first watch brunch to recover and speak about the heinous things you encountered the night before and all the debauchery that went on because we had stories and they were funny and it was a rite of passage to have those conversations. And do I regret spending my money in that way? Now, no, because I had different priorities. I was not paying my rent at that point in time in my life. I was not paying my groceries at that point in time in my life. So all my money was allocated to going out and having a good time and spending time with my friends. And I don't regret any moments of that because those are really precious memories that I hold dearly. Do I remember all of them to a team? No, because that is where drinking is not good, folks. You brown out on some of those things and they're not cute. They're not cute. But anyway, I digress. I don't regret it. And now on a Friday night, I will sit at home and make beets for my beet salad and watch a show and go to bed by 10. And I derive such happiness from that and joy, truly, because I'm doing what I want to and I'm putting my funds towards other things. I do a lot more workout classes now. I go get a lot more ingredients to make my own food at home and I minimize the amount of money I spend going out. I minimize the Ubers that I'm going in because a lot of times I'm not drinking alcohol when I'm going out to do stuff because I'm a fun, cool girl who can go out without drinking. And not to say that 
that's a preferred choice for everyone, but I personally feel better when I go out and I don't drink. It's not to say I never will, but I enjoy the idea of getting in my car, driving home, and waking up and not feeling like I'm dying. Because honestly, a lot of times when I drink, I don't have an off switch. I'm like, oh, we had one shot. I must have 12. And if anyone is offering me, offering to buy me a drink, I like can't say no. It's something about it being free. I like my slogan is always free is for me. And that will get you into some trouble. That will get you into a lot of trouble because when free shots be flowing and free drinks be flowing, a girl can uh, put down some drinks. So, and not to say I haven't had fun in those times, but you grow and you move beyond that. And I would rather take all that money I spent during a night out and put it towards things that I actually care about and things that I actually want to do on a daily basis. So it's a refinement of what I was doing before. And I'm here for it. I love it. And I'm here for all of this. So I really hope this episode, although a little bit, I'm not even going to say that, you know, this episode I really just wanted to share my current thoughts and feelings on this topic and discuss something that I was putting money towards and investing in this year. Um, That's one thing I'm really focused on. 2023 is the year I start investing in things with such intention and such purpose and awareness because Money does have power and money can go in and out in your hands and you can be so shocked with the amount of money you spend on different things. So my awareness is empowering my money, empowering me, and I want to continue that energy and it goes along with everything I've been talking about prior. So although this might be the most non-financial financial episode you've ever listened to in your life... I hope you recognize and understand my intentions with this. And I hope you also take a look at the resources that I'm going to put in this, um, in the, I almost said the comment section, geez, the description of this episode and take some time to understand what it means to you and how you're looking to spend your money in 2023. So I've realized that we really strayed away from this in the first, what I'm calling now the first part of the season, uh, which all ended in 2022, but we kind of strayed away from doing the, what I'm loving this week section of the episodes, because I was really just talking about the, um, like the topics that I was talking about were what I'm loving, which is true. This past episode, I'm loving investing and we're going to be doing a series on things I'm investing in that are also non-financial. So we're going to be talking about gut health and 
just things that I'm doing in my day-to-day health that are what I'm taking 2023 to invest in and put my energy into because not only financially, but the currency of my energy and my essence and what I'm doing that contributes to that, I think is really important for me to share with you guys because I share everything with you guys. Nothing is off off the table, really. But anyway, I just wanted to do a quick three-part thing that I'm loving this week. So number one, I've really, from the start of last year, I've really been carrying the reading over and I used to just do audiobooks. So it's really big that I've really started to pick up actual reading of books. And I just have to say, I did not think this day would come. And I mean, I did kind of, but sometimes when you're so tired and exhausted from life, it's so easy to endless scroll on things, but replacing the endless scrolling and consciously being like, oh shit, like when I'm at work now, I'll be like, oh shit, I really don't need to scroll and not be present. Let me at least read. And then I'll be present in a book, present in actively learning about something or just allowing myself to relax. And because right now I'm reading a book about love because I, from the excerpt that I read for you guys earlier, the ease and softness is really big for me this year. So I think it's getting less icky about love. Okay, so we can tie this into two parts because one is we're loving the reading and two, we're loving that I'm trying to tone down my like love type vibe because I have to say, I think, and I don't think this will come as a surprise to anyone who's really close to me, but I think I've kind of been a relationship hater and... I think it's because I'm the girl who's like, oh, I'm so smart. You can't break my heart. But then everyone just breaks my heart because I'm not even emotionally available enough to realize that I'm breaking my own heart. Like the boys, the boys that have been there, they don't, they don't matter. It's me. I'm the problem. And... (laughs) Ah, you guys, isn't this always just a little therapy session? So cute of me to do this to you guys every time. But anyway, I'm trying to move away from like, oh my gosh, like be careful of what could happen. And I'm always so afraid of people getting hurt. Like a lot of my friends have moved in with their boyfriends and I'm like, like, how are you ready for that? Like, oh my God. And then I forget, like, homegirl, like you are, oh my gosh, I am one month away from turning 26. And this was a time where when I was like 10, I thought I was going to be pregnant or I thought at 26, I always said like, okay, I want to meet the guy at 26 and then at 28 
I'll start having kids and like yada, yada, yada. But now that I'm here, I'm like pump the brakes, my guy. I'm so young. I'm. Do you see my face? I'm a child. I still get pimples. I thought that would be over with. And maybe that's a part of my problem. I think that I need to be over imperfections and things that make me insecure to find the right person, but that's really not how that works because I love all my friends dearly, but none of them are perfect. And I think they know that. I don't think that's a shocker. Love them. They are perfect in their own way to me, but they are not perfect. They've not mastered life. They've not figured it out. And I think sometimes I block myself from further connection and further relationships because I'm trying to be so strong and master life before I find my partner. And I don't think that's how it works. So I'm really opening up this year to love and softness and the idea that I can be accepted for who I am right now and be loved for that because I love myself as I am now, and although I know I am not perfection, I am perfection, and I believe that, and I believe I'm deserving of the type of relationship that I've envisioned and I've wanted, but I really do believe it all starts with the openness to it. And the understanding that also there's no such thing as a perfect partner and everyone has flaws and everyone has things that they need to work on. And let's just go ahead and say the last thing that I'm loving. We'll just make it all about this topic. The last thing that I am loving this week is the fact that love is not this ushy-gushy feeling. It's an act. It's a verb. It's the idea that you're showing up for somebody. I know in my, even in some of my friendships, like one of my closest friendships, we weren't like, we didn't initially, like we were not jiving initially. We had a little like bumps and bruises at the beginning. And Now I have to say like one of my like ride or die people in my life. But in the beginning, our relationship was something that we worked at. And I think we've gone through so many crazy things in this world. And in that relationship, I've grown in how I understand others and how I treat their feelings and respect their feelings. And she was one of those people that opened me up to that. And she also opened me up to that with such grace. Cause I feel like a lot of people like would have gotten mad and that I didn't initially have those skills. So Complete shout out to my best friend, Megan, 
for teaching me something about loving other people and accepting them for who they are in that moment and giving them the grace to grow into the person that they need to. And I had no intention of getting emotional. And oh my gosh, my nose is doing that itchy thing again. I'm trying to be all nice right now. Such a moment ruiner with my itchy nose. But yeah, Megan really allowed me to become a nicer person, I think, and understand that people don't process things the way that we would process them or the way that we want them to process them. And it's not my job as a friend to heal you or make everything better. It's my job as a friend to listen and be open and provide support. And her going through a lot of tough shit um, allowed me to grow in that way. And I'm forever grateful for that. So I really do believe love is showing up as an act because it doesn't always feel good. I don't think it always feels good. I know people who I've loved the most in my life, it doesn't always feel good. It's the dedication to working through it together, communicating, talking about what is wrong and how you're feeling and how you need someone else to show up for you. Because if you aren't clear with how you want others to show up for you and in your life and what support you need, then you're not going to find the right people. So yeah, those are the three things that I'm loving and I'm loving love. I'm loving softness and I'm going to be very honest this year. I am manifesting love for myself and Whatever way that chooses to come in, I'm completely grateful for, but I'm receptive and I'm open. So I hope you guys all have had a beautiful start to 2023. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you. Bye. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to another episode of I Love That For You. Be sure to rate and review as well as subscribe and follow so you don't miss another episode. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week.